0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Oh, I give a rat's ass about Twitter. <laughs>
0: what's better than this guys being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast presented by locked on it's joe marino and kyle krabs from the draft network and we are your hosts here on this tuesday takes on takes edition of the show and evidently y'all want to talk about bad quarterbacks and so that's what we're going to do a lot of this show today so kyle welcome hope you're ready
1: i guess we're just going to switch over to the aaf dudes And that's uh, a segue we're gonna make as a group. I guess this is a lot of lot of AAF takes, yeah. and a lot of lot of college prospects for this year's NFL draft that we're not even projecting anymore to the NFL. It's like, oh, walk <laughs> him in AAF. This dude's got the look of an AAF quarterback. Uh,
0: yeah, I, it, that's um. I guess that makes sense. There's only like three like reasonable quarterbacks so far in the AAF. It's John Wolford. Garrett Gilbert and uh uh Lewis Perez, right? From uh the Iron. So Well listen, John Wolford is a blend of
1: Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, and Baker Mayfield. So No question. No yeah, question. I mean, said,
0: said by a man who's coached against Baker Mayfield in the NFL.
1: But here we are. Unbelievable. Yeah.
0: I like John Wolf. I thought he was a lot of fun at Wake Forest, but that's yeah. not where I was gonna yeah. end that. <laughs> you know? We're not gonna be yeah, uh-huh. well. Wow. But
1: uh, we, we had a good run. I didn't have to drink for comparisons for quite a while. That yeah, one but pushed me over. that the
0: video was sensational. That was some of your best work. I was concerned how quick that went down. Um handled it like a champ, man. Was... Had a
1: darkness, my old friend.
0: Shall we? Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. All right, you want the first one? Uh, give or receive.
1: It's like Christmas, you... right? It's like, do you do you want the guy to Get your present first, or do you want to um, unbox your first present? So I'll
0: give you – go ahead. What do you want?
1: Okay. I'm going to give you the first present. Okay. Okay. Uh, And this comes from Andy Picconi uh, at the Joe Marino. Greedy Williams has the highest bust potential in the 2019 NFL draft. Hashtag takes on takes.
0: I like it. I like this a lot. Um. He greedy is tantalizing when you watch him on film. Like there's so many good things about him, but which, you, you know, I kind of put in my scouting report when I watch greedy Williams tape, I don't come away remembering all the great times that he flipped his hips and ran and remained in phase or made a play at the catch point or, or any of those things. What I think about is not finishing reps and just situations where he just stops covering and he allows that late separation and completions are made, and I'm, and obviously the, the tackling where he just he just does not want to get a grass stain on his jersey. Uh, so just very disappointing tackling attempts. He just wants to be a spectator. So yeah, when you think about those things, those are the kind of stuff that makes you nervous and say, hey, this is a big bust. And the guy that, you know, it seems like he's falling a little bit. Even Daniel J- Jeremiah had him link, ranked at like 32 in his latest big board last week. Uh, so I do think there's some some time, some fall here considering where everybody thought he was going into the year. But I do agree that that greedy is definitely uh, the highest bust potential in this class. Okay, Kyle, um, I'm gonna. What's we got? We have so many AAF quarterback takes, so we need we to kind of spread kinda, them out. We do. So I, I think we'll go ahead and get one out of the way <laughs> all here. Right, let's <laughs> so, do it. Uh, this is this is this one has you all over. This comes from Ricky S. He says, "Can't wait for 2020 AAF League MVP Trace McSorley."
1: Yeah, I'm buying this one because I don't think Trace gets like. A shot to stick a lot of times like you've got bad quarterbacks that, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe bounce around for a little bit in the NFL and then they drop out. Trace doesn't have those. So I think if Trace wants to play, his best pursuit is either the XFL, which will be open in 2020 or the AAF. And uh, a guy like Trace. He's a gamer, right? So I think you're going to get him in a game situation and he'll perform to a certain level. And he's fearless, so he's gonna sling it. So you're either gonna get John Wolford or you're gonna get Christian Hackenberg out of him. The question do not, is
0: do not disrespect John Wolford like that, Kyle. I said John Wolford's the high end of the sliding
1: scale and Christian yeah. Hackenberg's the low end of the sliding oh,
0: scale. Oh jeez.
1: <laughs> you know, it's like he's he's gonna let it rip. You know he's gonna let it rip. It's just a question of does that yield four touchdowns or does that yield two interceptions and three of 11 passing through the third quarter like Hackenberg. Um, But yeah, I could see him getting and catching fire in a league like that because he's a gamer, Joe going to use the uh, the stereotypical buzzword. Uh, Jeff compensatory picks. Shouldn't even be a thing. Hashtag takes on takes.
0: Oh man, this is, this was an interesting one. Um, so the purpose behind compensatory picks is to reward or give something back to teams that lose free agents in free agency and they have like a net loss, right? So even if if you lose a big-name player but you bring one in, it kind of cancels each other out. And so do I think there's like – I like them. And I think it comes from being a small market guy, uh, yeah, Bills fan, and knowing that, that the Bills always kind of have to do more to get players – to come to them from free agency, but a lot of times they don't have necessarily a hard time convincing their own to stay. But if you do see more teams that just want to bolt and, you know, there's a lot of control with the tags and stuff like that, I do like the idea of giving them something. And, and um, I, I don't have any, I guess my biggest thing is I don't have any com- compelling reason to say these need to go away, other than I kind of like what they do. But I also don't like the idea of maybe a team thinking, well, uh, you know, we can, we can, uh, Th- think about that formula in the in our decision making and we can let him go uh for and, and keeping in mind we could get a three or a four back i don't know it's it's funky but i don't have a compelling reason to make it go away you have any thoughts on that kyle um no i think
1: it's all it's all part of the um the perceived balance and parody of the league, right so if you get into the wild wild west and and Know, players need to be able to have some control of where they play once their contract's up, and that ultimately comes down to incentivizing the teams to be willing to let them walk away, knowing that you can, if you so choose, let him walk and get a, a compensatory pick for him. So I, I, I do think it's a good idea, um, and I, I have no idea where you would even begin to change the structure if you wanted to try and make it better. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's it's a good idea, and I think it does help promote some fluidity for the players that you know, have their contracts up. All
0: right, here's one I think you're going to like. It comes from – I don't have their name. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it comes from Ross Will Will Wording, uh, ask at Ross underscore Will. He says, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is a top 30 prospect slash top 5 defensive back with the right defensive coordinator scheme and his versatility. He will be Honey Badger 2.0.
1: Yes. I like it because I watched Chauncey's tape and oh my goodness, this dude is a blast. He's really, really explosive. Uh, He can play some man to man. He's got click and close ability and off man coverage if he's playing in the nickel. Uh, He is a beast as a blitzer coming off the edge. He's super violent. He's got one of the hottest motors of any player at any position that I've seen in this year's class. And I think he's got enough range and mobility that he can really help make an impact on the back end as well. So, with all of that said, think about what Honey Badger is, right? He's Mm -hmm. a guy that played man-to-man in the nickel and buzzed down in the box and played zone, like all those things. Chauncey does all those things too, and I think he's a much more explosive athlete than Honey Badger was. So, And I know Honey Badger didn't have a great year this year in Houston, but... um, Chauncey's really, really something. And I do agree with the assessment that he's a a top five DB prospect and B a top 30 overall prospect. There you go. Take from Michael, Joe. Mike really wanted us to touch on pit fullback George Aston. <laughs> he's asked us three straight weeks. So I've been told. Jordan Aston will revolutionize the fullback position if given the opportunity. Parentheses. I want to see him in an offense with Baker Mayfield. hashtag Takes on takes.
0: So I need to know a lot more about George Aston uh, to speak to him specifically. Um, I mean, th- there's some teams that I, I think you you do see they like their fullbacks. I mean, with uh, Hughes check uh, having a pretty decent deal, uh, the Bills wanted Patrick DeMarco, even though he plays like very limited reps on offense. I think. The way the league is trending, uh, I, don't, I don't think there's going to be much value there. Uh, you, a lot of times you see if teams want to do something with a traditional fullback, it'll be a defensive lineman or a linebacker or a tight end or a sixth offensive lineman. So I need to take a look at George. You've piqued my interest here. Um, I know that he played for Pitt, and that rushing offense was very dynamic. Uh, so I'd like to see more of him. But um, based on what I know at this current point in my life, I don't know that I agree with this and I just need to learn more, but I I do have some doubts just based on the way uh, the the league is using its personnel differently.
2: Valentine's day is just around the corner and it's only fitting that this important interruption is brought to you by manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below the belt grooming. Have you thought about what you're getting your loved one this year, or maybe you want to give the gift of sweet smelling grundle bliss to your partner. I'm talking about the manscaped perfect package 3.0. That's why I am thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep your crotchal region from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep that junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers
0: Um, all right, Kyle, this one comes from Adam Huddle. He says the AAF will be the real life replacements when the NFL players strike in the 2021 season.
1: I mean, yeah, we're going to this is it'll be interesting to see if it does come to that, because what do you gauge the the chances of a strike are in 2021, Joe?
0: They say very high, and I, it yeah. just confuses the hell out of me. I don't know why we wouldn't be doing everything to make sure it doesn't happen. But oh, well, it's because the players want more leverage.
1: The players, you know, it's it's kind of skewed as far as player control and the the business side of this, the CBA, players have a lot of gripes with. But owners aren't going to want to give that up. The, the, the people who have the leverage and have the control aren't going to just sign up to give it away, right?
0: Yeah, it's going to be a struggle, man.
1: So I don't know how they come to a compromise and resolution without potentially losing football games. But hey, if we lose football games, you've got college football, you've got the AAF, you've got the XFL that are going to be off the ground. It's just getting these, these supplementary leagues to stick, right? Like this is not a new idea to create a different football league. But it seems like the infrastructure – And the people that have built these leagues uh, have a little bit more clout, I guess, in the football industry. And I think that may result in some better results. Like Bill Polian had his hand in the AF and Mm -hmm. uh, Oliver Luck is the commissioner of the XFL. Like those are well-respected, accomplished people in the football world. And, uh, I am certainly hoping for. I don't know if either one of those will change their game calendar because they've said at this point we're not trying to compete directly with the NFL, which is smart because you can't. But um, that'll, it'll be interesting to see how if and when the strike materializes in a few years if either one of those leagues looks to shift their calendar to fill that void to see what it does for them.
0: Well, and, and maybe these leagues can also put that pressure on the NFL to get something done, knowing that it's right. not the time. It's, not the, it's just not the time to lose any momentum uh, and, and, uh, and not be available for your customers. So I, I hope that that has a good effect on that possibility. Okay, this one comes from at Grinding the tape. Oh, geez. I always yeah. love when these make their way in.
1: Uh, okay, here's the take. The AAF will go down as the best thing Bill Polian's ever done. Changed no. my mind.
0: No. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is the worst take yet. <laughs> no, I do. I will say this. He got lucky and drafted Jim Kelly and Peyton Manning. And so he's had this. Oh, that You mean unbel- that doesn't take talent to just have the first pick and take quarterbacks <laughs> that are good? He, he didn't do that with Jim Kelly. He did that with Peyton Manning. And, and look, there was a lot of good draft picks that he had with the Bills. I mean, Hall of Famers. So, I, I mean, come on now. He built the team that went to the Super Bowl four times in a row. As much as I think he got lucky a bit. Uh, There's a lot to be said for his resume as a general manager. Um, So no, you haven't
1: changed my mind yet.
0: You're crazy. (laughs) How many Hall of Famers has he drafted? This this not even close. He's not even the full mastermind behind the AAF. Man, that that was wild. All right, we need to get mission
1: accomplished. I I was hoping to trigger you.
0: All right, well let's trigger you now. (laughs) Uh, Jonathan Tornberg says Will Greer will be the best quarterback. Well, excuse me. Will Greer be the best NFL quarterback from the 2019 class?
1: Uh, That's fake news. (laughs) Not really sure where will this is something I've talked about a little bit. uh, What kind of system you can feel best about putting will into at the NFL level? Uh, He's he's got some nice, fun reps on his film, but the consistency, the work under pressure. Those are areas that are really concerning to me. Let's see. We got more AAF takes, don't we? We got any more is that oh yeah. Do we? Oh, I was I was only on one page. I was didn't realize we had a whole other page. Keep
0: going, brother. we got a boogie.
1: Okay. (laughs) Yep. Uh dub G, Tyree Jackson, QB one in the AAF. Man, I saw Hashtag takes on takes. Hashtag takes on takes and they added Tampa Bay Trey and Led NFL draft. (sighs)
0: That's wild. Bold move. Bold move um okay so i wish i could take credit for this this uh this phrase because i i it's amazing and i saw somebody else say it i don't remember who it is i need to give them credit they said tyree jackson is two years away from being two years away and i liked that a oh. lot <laughs> <laughs> and it really stuck to me because i did a radio spot and i'm not going to tell you where i did a radio spot in the last where? week where, where no was i'll it? tell you later the the entire mission of that host was to convince me that Tyree Jackson was a first-round pick. It was the most bizarre thing. Like, he was very angry that I didn't agree with him, and then he even followed up with some text messages, and I just – I ghosted him because I'm like, this is totally ridiculous. I've never been in the situation before. So, like, my Tyree Jackson appetite for, like, people being high on him is really – is not good. Wasn't Wait, that Corbett- weird, isn't that weird though? Because, like, you're brought on a spot for your expertise. Dude. Dude, it was unbelievable. I'm like, I was, I've never, like, I try to be respectful, and I, but I was legit annoyed by the end. He, he even went as far as to say, <laughs> you wanted me to talk more about this and it's going to work. He even went as far as to say, like, he said, the last time I felt this good about a quarterback was Phillip Rivers, and people thought I was crazy. And uh, his tools his tools are just too good for the NFL to overlook. I'm like, well, dude, uh, they overlooked Cardell Jones and Logan Thomas, and he's probably not even as good as a quarterback prospect as them. Like,
1: Oh, he's better than I, Logan Thomas, but... I, I, di- not I digress. that convincingly.
0: Not I digress. that convincingly, right? Anyways, Tyree Jackson, QB1 in the AAF. I don't know. Like, I don't know that my concerns with him go away because he's playing in the AAF. I think he's got too many mechanical issues that stem from his size that's going to make him highly erratic on top of his mental processing growth that needs to happen. So, like, oh, so you're out on this kid altogether. I'm not... Okay, look... I mean, I'm you just, just said you just said he's not QB1 for the AAF. You, <laughs> like, Look, I'm, not, I'm saying he's no Luis Perez and John Wolford and Garrett Gilbert, man. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not super high on Tyree Jackson. I, Jackson's
1: one of those kids for me, like we talked about some guys bounce around a few years because they got traits. Yes. Like that's Tyree. Like he'll stake in the NFL for three years just because of his arm and size and athleticism for
0: his size. This is NFL Under Review, local experts on the biggest NFL stories. All right, Kyle, this one comes from Josh Avery. He says, Drew Locke ends up being the first quarterback drafted. Let's assume there's a trade-up due to nailing the interviews, performing well at the Senior Bowl, showing off his arm during workouts.
1: Uh, If you're factoring in a trade-up, Denver looking at maybe Tampa Bay or the Jets or the Raiders, then, yeah, I can buy this take. Do I think it'll happen? Hmm, I don't know. I could also see Jacksonville going Drew Locke. So I think there's a, a modest chance of this. I'm not going to say I'm absolutely all in. We're like way too far out. Ask me again in two months. Um, Bionic Raider, good friend of the show. Lots of good takes from him. Uh, The New England Patriots select Mitch Hyatt in the seventh <laughs> round, and Coach Starnecka turns him into a quality starting offensive guard. Hashtag takes on takes.
0: Man, I don't think Dante Starneckia or however you say it, Scarneckia is going to fix Mitch Hyatt, man. Uh, I just, there's too many technical issues, too much much lacking in terms of his traits. And it's bizarre because his resume is like the greatest resume an offensive lineman can ever have going into the NFL, like a f- five-star recruit, four-year starter, like every game at left tackle. He's like the two-time offensive lineman of the year for the ACC, like a four-time All-American. Like every resume you'd want, just watch him play and, and just tell me about how he's going to block – Average NFL offensive lineman. It's not going to happen. No, I'm out. I don't think that even the great Coach Skarnecchia can fix Mitch Hyatt. Uh, All right, Kyle. This one comes from Trey Johnson. Jordan Tiamu is this year's Dak Prescott. Not an elite prospect, but could find early success in the right situation. Good athlete. Could find success in a run-heavy RPO-style offense.
1: Well, I think you've outlined his pathway for success. But with that said... I got more questions with Tiamu between the ears than what I did with Dak. So I can't really forecast early success for him kind of watching what he did at Ole Miss this past season. Likeable traits. He's got a live arm. He could throw nice bucket balls down the field. Uh, He moves really well. He can move within the pocket and extend plays. But uh, I I think that, as you said, that RPO style offense is going to be key but I don't think you're going to be able to structure enough around him in the NFL for him to have success early on. Uh, Walker Kelly turtle dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, Joe Giles Harris is better than Devin Bush and Mac Wilson and possibly Devin white. No takes on takes, but it's a take in the list.
0: Yeah, no, he, him and I had an exchange. Uh, we're recording this on Monday morning and him and I, I was, I put out a tweet about who everyone's LB four is assuming that, top three of some combination of white Bush and Wilson. And he responded with this. And I responded with hashtag tag takes on takes. And he said, put it in the pot. It's like, okay. Yes. Um, so I, I've watched a good bit of Joe Giles Harris uh, at Duke over the last couple seasons. And I like him. Um, I don't know that I see the same type of range and ability to work through contact that puts him in the same tier, uh, as those top threes. So, um, I, I don't hate him as potentially LB four behind these guys. I need to do a lot more work on the class to feel comfortable with that, but I don't I don't think he's belongs in this tier. All right. Guessing you agree, but maybe not. No, I agree.
1: I think he's right now he's L B four for me, but I've done like ten linebackers, so.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh okay. Andrew Lindbergh Kyle. He says Jake Browning will win AAF MVP next season. Okay, no, we're gonna roll
1: these AAFs into one, okay? Because App State Bacon's got Jared Stidham is closer to being AAF MVP than the first. I wanted that. One. I wanted that one. Okay, well then you can chime in when I'm done because we're all trying right. to get all these takes in. The people came in full force. Did you count how many we have today? Uh, there's a lot, and
0: there's a few that I left. Uh, left. We went the, like we yeah. had
1: like twenty today. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, hot take. No 2019 quarterback prospect is going to win the MVP of the AAF next year. Jake Brown even going to get a chance to play in the AAF? Like, there's
0: got to be some requisite level of arm can, talent.
1: Can I, can I make a comment here? And I'm yeah. probably going to regret this. Oh, boy. Um, I was on <laughs> Twitter yesterday in the morning. And Coach Peterson put out a tweet. <laughs> and all it said was all capital letters, "Woof." With an exclamation point. And it took every ounce of my being not to quote tweet that tweet from Coach Peterson and simply say, are you watching Browning tape? Question mark.
0: <laughs> you did in the DMs, though.
1: <laughs> I did in the DMs, but I didn't do it publicly. <laughs> and It took every ounce of my being. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think Jake, I think Jake's closer to an insurance salesman than he is playing AEF football next year. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, yeah, give, yeah, I, agree. Give, I agree. Give me your, your Jared Stidham takes, too.
0: Yeah, so he goes, uh, Jared Stidham is closer to being an AAF MVP than he is a preferred starter in the <laughs> NFL. Yeah, that's probably – hello, uh, Sophie. Good morning. Uh, the uh, I agree that that is probably true, that he is closer to being a great AAF quarterback than a preferred starter in the NFL. But I, I think this goes back to the point you made earlier when you are talking about Trace. I think Jared has enough to stick around in the NFL for three or four seasons uh, before he does take over as an AAF NFL MVP, but uh, I think he'll—I think it'll be some time. It'll be some time there where he'll get a chance to stick in the league. All
1: okay. right, okay. I have the dog secured, so no more interruptions on the.
0: <sighs> that's that's—I think that's her first one. That's uh, surprising. Um, you want this Christian Miller one? Let's give it to you. Drafts- I've been waiting for
1: you to give me this Adam Huddle one for forever since he's trying to trigger me. Oh, passing
0: right. it over—it's got my freaking name on it. All right, let's do it, Adam Huddle. Since the the last take didn't trigger at grinding the tape, let's try this again. Drew Locke is the same folding chair under pressure in the pocket as Jared Goff, so he should be drafted as such and be taken number one overall. You know, if you didn't give it to me here, I was going to give you the other one, or I was going to
1: give you this one and force you to give my take for me. What do you think my answer is here?
0: Um... No, I, I just just give it to us. We want Get the it, hell
1: yeah. out of here, Adam. Come on, man. No disrespect for Jared Goff. The recency bias is real. I'm not having it. Jared Goff is the, the popular uh, dead pony that everyone goes out and slaps around with a baseball bat in the backyard right now. Beat that dead horse. L- listen, Locke's not good under pressure. Jared Goff isn't great under pressure. It's never going to be an area that he hangs his hat on. But last I remember, he made two really great throws in the NFC Championship game with, this, with the Rams losing to the Saints at the time to defeat pressure and extend drives on third down. That's all I'm going to say. Mission accomplished, Adam. You got me triggered. <laughs> um, okay, Ryan Thomas, following the likes of Zach Martin and Brandon Scherf, Jonah Williams is the next great college offensive tackle to kick inside the guard where he will be a pro bowler for years to come. Hashtag takes on takes
0: I like the uh, part where it says he'll be pro bowler for years to come because I do think he has that type of upside. I'm not I'm not super quick to to pin him inside the guard. Um, I like that he can play right and left tackle. He's done that Alabama, at Alabama. So I think we've kind of said this before. I, I want to give Jonah a chance to fail at guard and know that I have a really good fail safe. Excuse you me, fa- fa- fail, fail at tackle. tackle yeah. And I have a really good fail safe at guard. But I do think he has a lot of upside to be a really quality NFL offensive lineman that challenges for pro bowls for years to come. Last one, Kyle Draft Season says Christian Miller is a better pass rusher than Josh Allen.
1: Listen, Christian Miller's really good. I don't think he's a better pass rusher than Josh Allen. Uh, Because I think Josh, if you would have asked me this versus 2017 Josh Allen, the answer is yes. But I think Josh, with an A, Josh Allen, (laughs) took enough steps forward this year for me to feel as though he's an ascending player. And he does with his speed, size, and length offer enough that he really can put a lot of offensive tackles in a bind, as is. So I'm selling the take, but it's it's closer than you might think. Any, and church?
0: Yeah, I mean I don't know that Miller has the same athletic upside, so that certainly matters. He might but be pass more rusher. Yeah, yeah. pass rusher. He's more technically refined, probably as a pass rusher. Yeah. So is he a better pass rusher than no? Because the ceiling's not not even close. to The ceiling. Okay. But right now.
1: No. Because I, I feel it, like you I feel like you wanna kinda say yes, but you keep beating no. around by talking about upside and stuff.
0: No, if I needed to, if I needed to get a pass rushing package on the field right now and I needed a sack, I'm putting Josh Allen in there over Christian Miller. Every okay.
1: Time. There's there's the answer I was looking right. for. Thank
0: you. Right. Didn't know if you were
1: gonna be really nice about it, like that fullback take.
0: <laughs> You're lucky you didn't get the fullback take. I, you were gonna... Yeah,
1: yeah. Listen, yeah. fullback's a dying position. So I guess the way to revolutionize that would be to bring it back from the dead, right? Make sure, you bring, make sure you bring the Draft Dudes podcast back from the dead and subscribe to the podcast so you can listen again tomorrow since this show is wrapping up. I am at Grinding the Tape. Joe is at the Joe Marino. Uh, make sure you give us your hot takes for next week's hashtag takes on takes show, which we put the power into the hands and the fingers of the people thanks to the twitter.com uh, make sure you swing over to the draftnetwork.com check out all of our great ton- content trevor put out his mock draft 6.0 i've never seen a mock draft with more trades in my life <laughs> so kudos to trevor for i guess playing musical chairs with almost the entire first round and i was like holy cow man like my head was spinning but it's a really entertaining read so so check in and uh come back tomorrow thanks for listening guys